Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hey, chickens. The Dalek invasion of Earth. I have so many feelings. Um... <laughs> Especially that uh, the departure of Susan at the very end there was far more emotional than I remember it being. Um, I guess because, like, as the series went on, they kind of just dispatched with, <laughs> with the, the companions. Like, yeah, you're gone now. See ya. Um, although we have seen uh, Victoria leave recently, which was quite an emotional uh, departure. And they seeded it throughout, like they did with this one. Like, every... Each one of the six episodes, just about, or maybe not the first one, because Susan spends most of her time with her ankle all busted up. Um, my, she broke her ankle so many times. Like, I know this is like, I think this is the 52nd episode, the sixth episode of this. It's like, so it's been on for a whole year. It used to be on every week for a year. Um, now we're lucky if we get six episodes a year. Um, but back then it was on for a whole year. Um, but they almost did it live. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Susan broke her ankle a number of times. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I haven't, I have many theories about Susan because she's quite a weird character 
like just you know the first episode was called an unearthly child and they wanted her to be a little bit kooky because she's from out of space um and then that was toned down a little bit uh but she does kind of hurt herself a lot and has these wild emotional reactions to things um of course she goes and cries in the drain pipe (laughs) um and i had a theory some time ago that maybe the doctor left with Susan from Gallifrey because she was about to be institutionalised somewhere. Because, you know, Time Lords are not the most emotional creatures and she's very emotional. Um, That theory has given way now to another theory. I was listening to The Legacy of Time recently, um, which is the big Finnish 20th anniversary story. So it's the 20th anniversary of their first story, The Sirens of Time. Um, And I do talk about that in one of my big Finnish special bonus issues. (laughs) I got my comic book now. One of the bonus episodes, which you can grab from uh, Patreon, if you're a Patreon subscriber, Um, patreon.com forward slash Adam Richard, if you need that. Um, But yeah, so in the... In The Legacy of Time, um, the fifth Doctor catches up with Jenny, the Doctor's daughter. And because in real life, that's his actual daughter, like Peter Davison's daughter, Georgia um, Moffat, now tenant. Um, I know she married Doctor Who and she's the daughter of Doctor Who. It's very strange. Anyway, I just had this moment of thinking, what if Susan is Jenny's daughter from the future? And somehow she's been dumped on the Doctor. I know we see them escaping from Gallifrey in the day of the Doctor. (laughs) So I could be being a crazy person. Um, But uh, yeah, Um, that's one of my nutty ideas is that Jenny somehow gets back to the Doctor with her daughter and goes, I need you to look after her. Um, because, you know, maybe her DNA is unraveling or something. Who knows? Like, you just make it up. Anyway, that's my, that's my theory, um, is that Susan is in fact Jenny's daughter. So the next episode I'll watch will be the Doctor's Daughter, uh, which I'm excited about. Um, uh, but coming up after this episode, uh, Peter has been texting along to the Dalek Invasion of Earth. Oh, uh, it is a wild ride. Uh, <laughs> so that'll be the, the next couple of episodes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do love the Dalek Invasion of Earth. I love that this is set in the Daleks past. Um, and the, you know, the Doctor saying that them being confined to their city in the very first Dalek story is, you know, millions of years in the future. Um, and the Thals are still there on the planet like given the their penchant for exterminating entire races the daleks have been really terrible about what goes on in their own planet like <laughs> they've not exterminated anyone their genocidal tendencies have been remiss um all the thals are just really robust like they just will not give in to genocide um which is you know a fair point um but yeah i i i love the the scenes in destroyed london like because if you think about it like this was 1964 i think this was broadcast around about christmas um in fact i think the last episode was on Boxing Day. So, like, it was a full run-up to Christmas, which I'm expecting we'll get with the next series whenever it's announced. I reckon it'll run 
like last couple of weeks of November and then all throughout December and kind of land at Christmas. Um, that's my that's my broadcast theory. <laughs> but that's just a guess. Who knows? It, like There could be an announcement. It's on next week. Um, so, uh, I yeah, I think... I think this, so this being 1964, this was barely 20 years since the Blitz. So, you know, London had been decimated. And you know, I love the Blitz because I have read that Connie Willis book twice and many of her books reference the Blitz. Um, and it's just a, a fascinating era. Like the, the Atonement, um, the Ian McEwan book is also set kind of like uh, with, at Dunkirk and during the Blitz. And just this idea, which, you know, we kind of have the Blitz as an idea of, you know, plucky Londoners just battling on through. But there there would have been a palpable sense that London was about to be destroyed and England was about to be invaded. Like the Channel Islands were invaded. Um, there is a Doctor Who New Adventures set on one of the invaded Channel Islands uh, called Just War, I think it is. It's pretty dark. Um, but yeah, so it, it's the the scenes of destroyed London uh, would have been really clear in the minds of people then not the children obviously although maybe still the kids because you know it did take them a long time to rebuild like you know it wasn't like it happened in the next six months like 20 years later there were probably still parts of london that were you know still destroyed my mate owned a house in um saint catherine dock for a long time there was still bomb damage to the exterior of the building uh, from the war. So it's, you know, like there are, there are parts of London that were absolutely destroyed. There's, um, I think the Barbican, uh, center, like there's a chunk of it because it was built on a really quite devastated area. So it was built all kind of like new and brutalist and exciting. Um, and yeah, there's a big chunk in the middle of just like a bombed out it's a bit of church or something that they've kind of left there as sort of a reminder of, of what it looks like. So, yeah, it would have been quite freaky because this is almost like going, well, if the Daleks are a parallel to the Nazis, I mean, you know, their suckers do do a Nazi salute without the meaning to half the time in their eyes. Um, so then the, the bombed out London, the kind of invaded, destroyed, abandoned you know, what is normally a thriving city, seeing it completely empty, would have been something people have gone, oh, yes, this is, this almost happened. Like, it, except instead of Daleks, it was Germans. Um, but yeah, like the Daleks are clearly, like there's, you know, the the work parties digging in the mines, that actually happened in, in Nazi Germany. In fact, that was the, uh, the thing that tipped the French over in the end. Like, because the French... You know, they like to talk about the French resistance, but that was like a handful of people until they were all shipped off to Germany to, you know, as slave labor, essentially. And then they went, oh, actually, no, that's not okay. We're not collaborating anymore. Um, so, yeah, like that's very reminiscent of what went on during the war. So, yeah, only 20 years after the war, it's still a really stark thing. Like at the Like we're only what, 20 years after September 11, and that is still a really 
big thing in our, uh, you know, the media that we consume. Like whenever there's, you know, like I remember Man of Steel being, everyone's like, oh, no, it's too much like 9-11, then flying into the buildings and everything. And it's still, you know, kind of a big cut across our collective psyche. So at the time, this would have been really, really confronting. Um, All right, speaking of confronting, uh, the next episode. (laughs) will be a text recap from Peter of Dalek Invasion of Earth. And I have to warn you, he's obsessed with Barbara. Obsessed. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com